Hey ladies, welcome to Yes and Amen, where we talk about growing in our faith with biblical truths, real life testimonies, and meditating on God's word. Now I'm your host, Priscilla's Pearl Dominguez. Let's get it. So welcome, welcome ladies to another episode of Yes and Amen podcast. This is episode 13 and we have uh, a good friend of mine, a woman that I've known for years that um, I'm just so inspired by uh, that I knew she was going to do big things, but I didn't know it was going to be this big. And so I'm just really excited to have her here so we can talk about mental health and we can talk about faith and the realities of these two things that um, are not separate, <laughs> that are intertwined, interconnected, and we get to live in them um, at the same time. And so I'm introducing to you Tanya Ingram. Um, she is a poet, a Cincinnati native, Bronx bred introvert. Come on, Bronx! Uh, <laughs> mental health advocate, kidney transplant, transplant hopeful, lupus legend, cat auntie. <laughs> I love it. Lover of Tom Hardy. Yes. And the office. Tanya has graced the stages of the Getty Museum, Madison Square Garden, San Francisco Opera House, New York and Poets Cafe. Yes. The New York, the John F. Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts, Lexus versus um, Flo's Variety Show and The Price is Right. Yes. <laughs> Actually, I love that video. <laughs> the Price is Right. If y'all don't know what what I'm talking about, go Google literally just her name and the price is right and you will find it. Um, the online physical pages of the New York Times, Vice ID, Bustle, and Mary Claire, and the classrooms of schools in the United States and Ghana, just to name a few. Her viral collaboration with BuzzFeed, an open letter to my depression, has reached over 4 million views and counting. Come on. She is a friend, a creative, a daydreamer, and Tanya's writing explores the necessity in taking care of ourselves, especially on the days we feel unworthy. Amen. She is a graduate of NYU, New York University, and Otis College of Art and Design, and Tanya currently resides in LA, California. And <laughs> she, um, her third book just released, which is a poetry book called How to Survive Today. Welcome, Tanya. I'm so, so, so glad to have you here what a bio like wow. <laughs> I love it <laughs> it reminds me of the things that I've done sometimes I'm not like just reminding myself that like, I've done things and, and I need to be proud of myself so thank you for yes of course I always think that whenever like someone asks me for my bio I'm like oh and I always like why don't I just copy and paste these things <laughs> sometimes I like how I make up a new one but I do also like it just it even reminds us of like what God has done throughout our life right like it's like wow like I am worthy. I'm a big deal. Like, this is awesome. You know, all that I've like been able to do. Um, and we're just like, you know, we're not 100 years old. Like this has been all in a short uh, time. And so that's just really beautiful. And so, yeah, I'm really excited to have you here today. Um, we're talking about mental health. If people follow you on Instagram, they already know that you're a, you know, a big advocate on mental health, being transparent about it, talking about it. Um, and just embracing the reality of it, right? Like not trying to flee from it, not trying to um, suppress it or or make it seem or, or be known to be something else, but calling it what it is. Um, so yeah, our, our conversation today will be just about that and, and connecting it with with our with our faith and um, even with church life and Christianity circles and, and things like that. So the first question um, is, what do you do when you're in the thick of a depressive or anxious moment day or season so i turn to several things when i'm like in the thick of it and i find that what's most helpful is taking a deep breath first 
um, breathing in and breathing out, which is quite biblical. I think Selah, S-E-L-A, which means like, just be still. And so I find that when I just be still and kind of quiet the noise in my head, I'm able to at least take the first step out of whatever episode I'm experiencing. Then I give myself permission, which is to, hey, maybe I just need to rest. Maybe I just need to listen to music, sit in the sun, drink some water, talk to a friend. Um, but it's so important to just listen to what my body and what my heart needs in that exact moment <clears throat> and not guilting myself for not doing anything. Maybe all I can do that day is literally get out of bed, brush my teeth and come back to bed. And that's okay too. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, th those are the things I usually run to. Um, writing is not as helpful for me, I've learned, or like reading isn't as helpful, but just literally listening to what I need. Um, it's like my first line of defense to like fighting whatever it is that is like holding me, holding me back. Amen. I think I'm a little surprised to hear you say that writing is yeah. not that. Can you share more about that? Because sure. um, yeah, you're a writer and a poet. <laughs> right. So writing has always been the afterthought of something I've experienced. So I usually love to experience what I'm, what's happening, give it like time to process and then write from it. Um, so I'll write about it, but it'll take time for me to get there. And then that's when like all of the stuff that I share on Instagram or in books that that comes from, I lived it first and I, I allowed to myself to feel all of the feelings in between. So then I can really come to it with an understanding that I wouldn't have in that exact moment. Um, allowing myself to be a complete mess so that I can go back and then edit that mess and then be able to like give it to myself in writing and then to others. Um, that is very surprising. I know people probably think, yeah, you're right. But yeah, I, I, I think it's all poetry. Like life is poetry in and of itself. So me just living and being and like being confused or being like in an episode, I think that's part of the poetry too. That's that's the work before actually writing the poem. Amen. Yeah, I hear. I heard a few things. Um, so you said the processing first, right? And then, you know, maybe sharing with the world or connecting with the world about it. I think that's so important because that's a healthy thing. Right. Um, I don't know about you, but I remember back in the day when like a boy broke my heart when I was like 12, 13, 14, the way I ran to AIM or MySpace <laughs> to write an update or status. <laughs> I was like, wow, you know, like, wow, like no processing, no trying to like take a moment. How do I actually feel? It's like, no, the world needs to know before my mind knows. Yeah. And I'm like, that's that's not good. Thank you, Lord. I don't do that anymore. But you know, um, but I, yeah, I think it's just so important you, like, you, because sometimes, sometimes I think people think that when we do show up, honestly, let's say on social media, something like that, that we are processing right in that moment. It's like, there was, there was separate time from here. Like, yeah, I'm sharing with y'all, but like, <laughs> that I need to be present with myself first, mm -hmm. right, um, in order to actually show up for you. And, and that's just, that's healthy. Um, even before this call, I was sharing with you, you know, like, um, the re-traumatization of sharing things too, right? Like that we have not healed from. Even that in itself is something that we need to like consider and think. Um, and then the other things that you were sharing, it just sounds like, I think like sometimes we think of like, and the reality is it is that, like mental health is a huge battle. It's a huge, like, I guess we feel like we're in a, a war is in front of us. And just because it's huge though, doesn't mean we can do small things, right? To help us. So like you said, like drink water right? Listen to music, take a breath, right? Like go outside and look at this, like be at when the sun, like 
small thing, like, you know, small things, seemingly small things. People would, I think people would say like, bigger things are like, you know, therapy and all this other stuff, which is important. But it's like, when that happens, your therapist ain't, ain't just open, available to you 24 seven. So it's like realizing what you can do in those moments and, and realizing what you need, right? Like you've established those are the things that you need and work for you. Um, and so realizing for ourselves, like what it is, like for me too, it's definitely breathing, stopping and breathing like for a while. Sometimes I have to like lay flat on my back, um, take my glasses off, close my eyes, um, whether it's on the floor or my bed on a yoga mat, just like be able to do that. Um, I'm really blessed. I just moved to a place that now has like an outdoor space. So sometimes I go out there. Um, and so, you know, obviously the, and I know you have like an outdoor space situation too. Um, and obviously not everybody has that, but I think that is, that's why it's important to like acknowledge where we're at in life, like physically and all this stuff. And, and maybe, yeah, long for more, <laughs> maybe you want a backyard one day, but if that's not what you have, then use what you have to help your mind, your body feel loved and feel calm in that moment. Cause then, cause then that adds to our mental health like challenges. <laughs> like, well, I don't, I don't have a therapist or I can't go on vacation. And I'm like, okay, but what can you do? Like, what can you do? Um, and I would say like, that's, <laughs> I don't know, you know, no shade to like Christians, but I feel like sometimes it's like, that can be the helpful thing we say to someone. You know, and yes, say you, you want to pray for that person, definitely pray for them. Um, but also like even like asking them questions like, well, what, what, do you, what do you have access to? What do you need? Uh, what can you do right now to be able to help yourself? You know, like things like that versus just I'm going to pray for you, move it right along with my day. Because um, it's harder. It's harder than, you know, it's harder than we think or then maybe um, if someone else is not experiencing it, you know. Yeah, you touched on so many, so many good points in that. Yeah, I think about um, well, one me coming to the space where I take my time to figure out what I need wasn't always the case. I was, I think I I grew to this moment where I can do the, that now. But initially, yeah, I would feel and like emote immediately. A lot of my earlier poetry was like an immediate reaction to whatever I felt was unjust or like was bothering me. So I think it's okay to like. So for whoever's, whoever's listening to this, to know that it's okay if you're not there, that all of this is a journey. All of this is your story. There is no race. There is no comparison. Like I'm here now and I hope to be somewhere else in five years, but it took me 29 to get to this spot in my life, you know? So. Yeah, amen. That's, yeah, that's really, really important. Um, Cause like I mentioned, you know, obviously when I was a teenager and then even a few years ago, like even I've been practicing yoga, I'm gonna say like at least six, maybe more than six, seven years, but I just recently actually started taking the, up the practice of breathing and meditating with my breath, like very recently being a yogi for so many years, you know? So like it is a process and we get to have, have grace for ourselves in that process. Um, and also not compare processes. Cause I think sometimes when people do like overcome something or heal from something maybe quicker than us and then we're like and <laughs> that's where i think the little um condemning voice comes in it's like oh you're you're you don't have enough faith or you know you don't have enough hope or you're not thinking positive yeah. and it's like that's not for us helpful to think but also if, if someone else but those you know those thoughts don't just come from us we must have heard it somewhere <laughs> yeah. 
um, so having grace for ourselves, um, yeah, in the process. Because I know for you and me, like, we were just talking earlier, like, this, we're recording this early October, this was scheduled in late August, and has been rescheduled so many times, um, because of that, because we had, we both were going through different things, and there were moments that we just had to be honest, and, like, be like, I can't show up today, um, you know, fully present in this, or I'm going through it right now, <laughs> kind of thing, um, and that's the reality of life. And I think that too is a part, right? Like people, people that will get that. Like I didn't hit you up and feel ashamed or condemned by, to, to tell you I have to reschedule. But I feel like they're, we, that's why it's safe people. <laughs> Hold the grace for you to like be human. Cause that's, you're just being human. And I think we, there's so much pressure to like work and like and whatever like to schedule things and have them happen but like it's okay to be human it really is okay the bible is full of people who are human mm-hmm. and so like it's okay to be like i can't show up today that's that's okay <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly yeah and um i was i was um as i'm a coach right i coach like women in, in like starting their business and sometimes i i always give them like this one like tip and tool i was like don't sometimes know that the the pre you're seeing on insta story let's say for my business page something like that is not the recording i did that day because the reality is that life is hard and there are times where i do a whole bunch of recordings in one um sitting and maybe change my outfits just to have content for y'all and invite you out to things but just knowing that i'm in a good moment right now but the rest of the week might not be great and it's not being pessimistic it's just acknowledging that I want to continue to show up for y'all, um, you know, especially with energy and, and all these things. Um, and I don't know what, what the week will bring. I work, my full-time job is with a very highly sensitive population that, that it is really hard and like, you know, brings me to an emotional place a lot of times and just in life, right? And like all that's happening can bring you to an emotional place. So just like um, in many ways, just prepare, like preparing um, yourself and having grace for yourself and and having those safe people um, that you can go to. Uh, And I think people like struggle. It's like, well, does that mean if someone like doesn't understand me or doesn't get my feelings, I just drop them? I wouldn't say that, but maybe distance or maybe selecting what you share, you know, with that person, maybe they're not the friend you talk about mental health with. And that sound that may sound hard for some people. They're like, "Oh, I want to be all things with all people," but there's things that y'all don't say to y'all mamas. So, <laughs> real. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I know y'all don't. So, okay, to, or to your auntie or to your daddy, whoever. So you can do the same thing with certain people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's just facts. And I'm learning that now, like how to set those boundaries with yourself and with others. And like, I'm going to share this with you because I know that you can hold space for me. I'm going to share this with you because, you know, and it's okay to be selective. It's okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, And so in thinking about people, right, um, want to talk about Christians, right, and and the church. Um, So what has been your experience with Christians and the church when it comes to addressing uh, mental health and supporting those who struggle with some things around this? And what are some dangers that come from separating faith uh, and mental health for you? 
Yeah, this is great. Um, so in college, undergrad, I was going to church um, in New York, and I was experiencing a really like bad depressive episode. And I think this was before I was officially diagnosed with major depression. Um, and I went to the church about it, and they gave me a, a therapist that was assigned to the church. So that was the first time I was like, oh, like, wow, you guys are combining mental health and spirituality. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. But I did not feel like the therapist really held space for me and like in everything I was going through. I think a lot of it felt like judgment, mm. um, which didn't feel really good. And I, I only went once and I didn't go back after. Mm. Um, and that broke my heart because I think mental health is all throughout the Bible. I think yeah. you read the Psalms and there's like a cry. For, it's, it's depression. Like that person's mm-hmm. David is just like, hear me you know mm-hmm. and that's all I was going through was I just needed to be heard in a certain way so I was disappointed with that experience um I think it's changed with that particular church um but I think the danger is in separating the two is that we're not fully realizing who God is and who, mm-hmm. what God supplies for us which is refuge and, and help and, and like grace and mercy which are things that help us in our mental health experiences um when I talk to God like I know God God, first of all God knows us like inside out so like of course he knows that we're struggling or like whatever and so like why separate those things why hide that part of us like why you know and so yeah I think the danger is that we don't allow we're 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 also withholding from ourselves when we don't express fully our whole beings and what depression is anxiety you think about bipolar disorder or schizophrenia, like the whole spectrum of mental health is all within spirituality. And I think I find that I'm most healed when I, the two are connected. And I just started going to therapy this year and my therapist, she, she's a, she also, we use spirituality within our, in the practice. And that's been the biggest help. And she tells me whenever I'm feeling like down to read the Psalms and like, I've, I've read the Bible so many times in just in my faith, but this time I feel like it's speaking to me on a whole new level because I recognize that the people in the Bible are just like me. I, I used to think that they're like these bigger spiritual beings that like, you know, these deities or whatever, but no, they were human. They were flawed. They were messed up. <laughs> they, they had their issues. And like I do, like we all do. And so being able to see myself in, in, in that work just lets me know that like, I'm designed and I'm created to experience this life and and no weapon formed against me shall prosper. All of these like biblical words that I can hold, like these are mantras for our mental health. Mm-hmm. Those things, these are, these are the guides that we need to get through whatever episodes we're experiencing. So I do see a shift within the church as a whole and that mental health has become more a part of the conversation which I appreciate mm-hmm. and that it's not just pray it away but it's like okay faith without works is dead so yeah pray but what kind of works are you taking to see that your mental health is getting stronger you yeah. know so yeah amen yeah that's so great I think in itself like that that you're that first church you were talking about had an option to refer someone is amazing yeah. um, but then it's sad that it's like that first visit um, but I think that's also such a good reminder that like we, we get to make the decision after the first visit. I think sometimes people try therapists for a while and I think it's really important to like, you, you'll know the first time um, because it's also traumatizing to start with a therapist 
and then change after a while and basically have to repeat all your story to someone new so even like trusting ourselves and our wisdom and our discernment that if that first time if we we weren't feeling it it is okay <laughs> we don't have we don't this ain't this ain't you know a different situation where we got to give you another try like right. a date. <laughs> like maybe you was just having an off day no it's like it's okay maybe you're for other people but you're not for me um and that is okay in itself. And, and I do agree. I do see churches a lot like justice, right? Churches are talking a lot more. Um, I, I get in a place where I'm like, y'all should have been talking about it, but I'm, I'm trying to be forgiven and not <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> feel that fully. Um, but that is a, that is a reality because, and I love that you, you know, you mentioned the Psalms and you mentioned that scripture where, um, um, you know, that no weapon formed against us shall pro- prosper. And I was even thinking of Isaiah 41.10, um, which I'm going to read in a second. But just thinking about like, there are scriptures in the Bible that help us so much with mental health, but sometimes we don't look at it as a scripture to help with mental health. So we'll often look at all those scriptures that say, cast all your anxieties on him and all that stuff, which is like easy ones because it says anxiety in it. So you're like, Oh, of course, like this is an easy one to kind of like connect to mental health, but also realizing that God, that this is all along, you know, like, like you said, with people, they've been experiencing that. So um, people like looking at other scriptures in perhaps different ways, right? And so like 41, Isaiah 41, 10 says, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. And I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Right. And I think people think that uh, think of that scripture when like they're afraid of something or they're going through something crazy. But also, like, I think of mental health when I think of that, because right in itself, God is saying he is with us. We don't need to be dismayed that he will strengthen us because why we are weak when we're going through something when it comes to do with mental health. Like, it's just that's what I hear. I hear that God will be with us and, and is loving us and supporting us with our mental health. Um, so I think that, too, of like Christians broadening their even scriptures and stories of um of the bible and and you know to to kind of connect to it in their where they're at because maybe those are the things that are going to calm us down right like maybe you've read uh cast all your anxieties onto him a million times and you still feel anxious right like maybe then that's not a helpful scripture for you (laughs) you know um so it's really finding ones that perhaps don't seem automatically like the kind of scripture that's talking about mental health, but um, to explore that more, especially the Old Testament, because people be putting that to rest. And I'm like, y'all, the Old Testament is rich. Mm-hmm. You know, even when you're talking about Psalms, where's the Psalms, you know, in the Old Testament, right? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's really true. Um, and so as always, usually uh, in our episodes, when we have guests, we like to hear testimonies. I believe um, that testimonies are powerful. It helps us um, it helps us to remember God. It helps us remember who God has been in other people's lives when we are struggling to see his work in our own lives. Um, and it also is another way to defeat the enemy. It literally says in Revelation, um, it's knocking down what the enemy is trying to like plan and plot against us. Um, so yeah, I would love to hear whatever testimony you would like to share, um, especially around your mental health journey. Absolutely. Um, so um, at 22 I was diagnosed with lupus um, and lupus is an autoimmune disease where the ba- the body is basically uh, attacking itself and my lupus attacked my kidneys and so uh, lupus there is no cure for it so it's a lifelong disease illness 
And um, I remember when I was diagnosed, which was in LA, I was in the hospital and I had to stay there for about a month, which in that month's time, I felt like I was losing my mind, literally. I felt so alone. I felt very close to death, very separated, questioning God, like kind of angry um, and just like not into it. Um, what was so powerful for me in that time was that I was always surrounded by people. And this was a city I just moved to, but I had people praying for me, coming to my room, praying with me. I had nurses praying with me. I had doctors praying with me. I had scriptures on my walls. I was just constantly reminded of who God is and was in that hospital room, though I was with a diagnosis that was literally about to change my entire life. Um, so at 22, um, I, I was diagnosed. I, I, I learned that I would be sick forever, but I still have lupus. And, and throughout time, I've, I've lost the function of my kidneys. I'm on dialysis. I need a transplant. But what's different from 22 till now is that I realized that this is a part of my testimony. Getting this disease was not meant to destroy me. It was actually for my good. And so, yeah, I, I just, I see God working in me every day i see like i take lifts i don't drive i don't know how to drive to new yorker at heart yes. um, so I take lifts all the time and if, even in the lift drivers god is using to speak to me they'll like pull over and they'll pray they'll say oh wow like this is a, the same testimony i'll see them crying in the front seat like god is constantly speaking to me in this diagnosis what i thought was a death sentence was actually my my second life and so like that's like the biggest testimony. I'm still living it. I, I still have lupus. I'm still waiting for a kidney transplant. You know, there are days, of course, because I'm human, that it, it's hard. It's hard on my mental health. It's hard on my physical health. But I, I, I know that God is doing a big thing in my life. And that's the testimony. Even in my mental health, when I, um, after I was diagnosed, probably about a year later, I was in a psychiatric hospital because I wanted to, I wanted to take my life. And that was a moment, too, where God showed up and spoke to me through my roommate at the time in the hospital. She, uh, her name was Patrice, um, and she was like my mother in that space. And like God used her to speak to me. I had nurses looking out for me in that facility. So like I'm never alone. My therapist told me this, too, where me and my mother, we, we, we have a good relationship, but there are um, holes and, and things that I w wish that I could have had from my mom. But my therapist said that God has given me all these amazing other people who, who also have served as my mother. And I, I, I feel that, like I feel like I'm not alone. And, and that's the biggest lie of mental health, of my depression, my anxiety, is that you're alone. That's the biggest lie of the enemy is that you're alone. You're experiencing this by yourself and that is just not true. So it's to see and hear and know that God is like bringing people into my life, even with Instagram, which is just another avenue to use my testimony to speak to so many people who in return can like know that their stories are important, that their testimonies are valid, that they are not alone. Like that's the work and that's God, like hands down. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just. That makes me want to shower and run around my apartment. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, wow, wow. That is so beautiful. It's just amazing. And I, you know, I do, like, I know a lot of, like, your story, and I've known you, I knew you before 22 and known you afterwards. But, um, yeah, just seeing how you show up in the world and <laughs> with honesty um, and with boldness and bravery um, and, 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 yeah, just as you are, right? Like, not putting on a face, just, like, showing up as you are. 
Um, and I, yeah, I, I just pray that this really encourages people because I think too, like how you were sharing, like often mental health things can come up from diseases, right? And illnesses and things that people get because um, a lot of them are lifelong, um, and, you know, are not by choice or like that what person would have chosen it. So even just realizing that connection, um, but then to be rem reminded, I think that's like the most important thing we need to be reminded. We are not alone. Yeah. We are not alone. Yeah. And, and we are, yeah, we're surrounded um, by people that God wants to use to bless us and to cover us and to protect us and to pray for us and to be safe people um, and to be even people that hold us accountable and check us. Um, but we are not alone. Um, and I think this pandemic is making some people feel that way, but that's still a lie. It does not matter um, that there's a pandemic happening. We are still not alone. Um, so yeah, so thank you for sharing that. Thank you for being here today. Um, I love you so much. I'm so grateful for you. Um, yeah, you're just such a light. Uh, please let the saints know how they, where they could find you, where they could find your books and your things. Okay, okay. <clears throat> you can find me on Instagram at Tanya Instagram. That's T-O-N-Y-A Instagram. Um, and my website, which is TanyaIngram.com, where you can find all the information about my latest book, How to Survive Today. Yes, love it. I always love your Instagram because your last name is Ingram. You're so funny. <laughs> I absolutely love that. But yeah, y'all, y'all can find the details of that in the episode details. But um, just be reminded you are not alone. God is with you. Um, and then, yeah, we can survive another day because we are worthy. Um, so thank you. Thank you again, girl, for being here. I'm so grateful for you. I'm grateful for you. Thank you for holding space for, for this conversation. Amen, God. Thank you. Ladies, I pray that conversation blessed you and that you're able to apply some things you heard or learned to your continued growth on your faith journey. Share any thoughts or testimonies you have by leaving us a review and make sure you subscribe. Meet us here next week for another episode of Yes and Amen. And if you don't already, follow us on Instagram at The Full Garden to learn more about our growing community.